2: Hello, 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 and welcome to another ScoutCast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by the ever-lovable Seb. How's it going, Seb?
1: Oh, ever-lovable. Thank you. I mean, lies, but flattery will get you everywhere. It's good. Thank you, man. I uh, I had chips for dinner so you know not so good for the for the six-pack but great for the soul so yeah I'm in a good place how about you
2: <laughs> lovely stuff chips obviously I see the relevance there you're because FPL has chips I like it I know I see where you're that, going now totally the reason
1: I did that yeah yeah, lovely stuff. Place, yeah. Uh,
2: and we're also joined by the ever huggable rich how's it going rich
1: one well,
0: a huggable hello
2: <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously uh, how's it going rich you enjoying the international break
0: yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm not ill anymore. I was ill a few days ago, um, but yeah, no, it's been good. It's been good. Was was
2: that one of those international illnesses which meant you couldn't meet up with the uh, international team?
0: Yes, I don't. I don't awesome. Again, I I don't know what that means, Philly.
2: <laughs> they have injuries, don't they? Which means they don't have to meet up, but they're not really injuries. They just. I have mean, I'd love people, to so. join up
0: with the with the England team. Yeah, we're quite good actually, not in a weird way, but. No.
2: All right Rich. Uh maybe the huggable too. Yeah, the other huggable. <laughs> um anyway, uh so we've got a little poll up in the chat by the way for anybody that uh is just joined saying who's going to finish highest in the uh the ranks this year. Uh it's currently Seb by quite a long way. Uh just misplaced faith that. Um and then yeah. I'm second at the moment with Rich you're you're lagging behind. What's I'm going on? Mi- Rich?
0: I'm miles I'm miles behind.
2: Yeah, not miles. Now you've done but, that. We're going to get some I'm a, I'm a...
0: Eighteen percent of the votes. For You're going to get some watching. pity votes now,
2: I reckon. Um, I'm surprised how many people are voting for Seb, though. I also am voting it for uh, it's,
1: just, it's just, it's just like FBL in a in a, in a single poll in it. Just because I just because I finished highest last year. Just because Son scored a hat trick last week. It's your year, Andy. It's your year. It's your
2: yeah, year. it's my year. Yeah, You keep saying that every year. It doesn't happen. Um, right. I should say before uh, we go any further, remember any stats or any tables we bring up tonight are all from the Scout members area. So make sure you go and have a look. It is fantastic. Some of the stuff. If you haven't already, there was a members video with me and David uh, at the beginning, no, at the end of last week. Uh, that had some really good stuff in it as well. So make sure you uh, you have a look. It is absolutely brilliant. So... Before we um, say anything else, let's have a talk about what we're going to be looking at tonight. We are going to be looking at our points. I hope you lads can remember what your points were from uh, from a week ago. We're going to look at our points that we got last week. We're going to be talking about the overperformers and the underperformers based on four weeks worth of data. Now that is Seb's little baby that he's going to be showing off. Uh, then we're going to be looking at fixtures between five and seven. Then we're going to be looking at fixtures between eight and thirteen. And then we're going to be looking at fixtures between game week 14 and game week 19. Now that might seem a little bit random, but actually it's because we feel like those are quite nice times we could be wildcarding. Yes, you might be wildcarding now, or yes, you might be wildcarding in game week 8. But you do also have to look at the other times when you could wildcard because nobody is telling you when you should or shouldn't wildcard. But there seems to be times where it makes sense, maybe it doesn't make sense, and it's always good to look forward as well. So we're going to look at those kind of fixture swings in those weeks. We're going to be talking about over and under, so we're going to be talking about um, our predictions, our little game we do where I challenge Seb and Rich to say whether their six players are going to go over or under their projected uh, points. Then we're going to look at our bus teams, going to look at the community, uh, community team, which is struggling. We're catching them up, Rich. Uh, and then we're going to look at a little bit of a Q&A towards the end. So... Let's have a look and see how we got on last week. Now, this is my team from last week. I had Pickford and Goal with one, Chilwell with one, Colwell with two, Estupinam with two, Mbumo, who I brought in with eight, Rashford with seven, Foden, who I also brought in with my second free transfer, with five, Saka with four, Bruno with two, Jackson with one, and Haaland with 40. So Haaland outscored the entire rest of my team with 40 points there I had 72 all together and a red arrow with 72 points which I'm not too surprised at considering Ireland was the only one that really did anything and I got a red arrow down to 1.1 million I've almost got all the ones I'm on 1,111,186 so yeah it, it is what it is I, I mean I think I'm literally like three or four points away from top mil uh, and you know everything's still quite bunched up I will mention very, very quickly before we move on to your teams. Rich, if I go to you first, there was a suggestion in the community not that long ago that if you're below a million now, you cannot get top 10k this year. Now, me personally, I cried a bit when I read it. But how do you feel? Do you feel like that's accurate or not?
0: No, no, definitely not. I mean, I remember there was a lot of big jumps last season. I mean, you remember at the World Cup, I was like 800k yeah yeah i didn't finish top 10k but i think i was got up to about 50k yeah and that only that made that jump was basically two weeks yeah so no i don't think that's the case at all I don't, to be honest i don't really know where that came from no. <laughs> because i mean the gap someone's built up between one and four is going to be the same gap you could open up between five and eight for example yeah. or five and nine yeah
1: yeah no definitely
0: it's but, like, it, identical it just depends what order the game weeks are in
1: what, what do you think seb there's currently 11 points between me in like 430k and you at a very satisfying 1.1111116. 1. <laughs> yeah, if you could just rise 75 places that'd be great. But yeah, it's literally like 11 points, I think I said, between yeah. us. That, that's next week. Just you'll make that up next week if if things go your way.
2: But I suppose what they're saying is and this is me playing devs Africa. No, but that's so that I means I that you are either. like
1: so they're saying if you're over 1 million you can't get 10k, right? Well, if there's 11 points between us can I get 10K from here? Mm-hmm. You know, and how many points are you from a million? Like two? But I suppose what that they're saying is unlikely. that
2: you're, you're playing against enthused managers as well. So actually, is making up 40 points harder? Because you're not playing against like, you know, potentially idiots. No offense, you two. But um, what, <laughs> <laughs> but it is that harder, in other words. And I, I mean, me personally, I think it's rubbish. I, I think it's absolute rubbish. Of course you can make it up. Can every single person make that up? No, but it is definitely possible, isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, by definition, every single person can't because, you know, 10 exactly. million into 10K doesn't go. But you're, what's that, like, less than two points a week? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. G- genuinely fine. Like, you'd rather be 10K now, but it really doesn't matter. But like, There'll be people 2.5 million who are getting 10K in, in seven months' time.
0: Yeah. It's hard enough to be 10K now and finish top 10K. To put That's it in perspective. Great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, true. And actually, a lot of those people at the top would have used chips as well.
1: Are we going to look at about, what, like somewhere between 2,400, 2,600 points to finish the season? Mm -hmm. We're all on about 250, 260. So we've so far gathered 10% of our points. Yeah. So you've got 90% of your points left to play for. Uh, That's a lot. You can can finish anywhere from here, basically.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree. And actually, there's people in the chat saying they love the fact that, you know... I, feel, I almost feel like people mention that to kind of make people just give up <laughs> and to kind of give themselves a bit of an edge and go, oh, lads, if you're below a million, just stop. Imagine if it's just Seb on here next week. Because <laughs> me and Rich are like, well, that's a waste of time, then, isn't it? And it's just Seb that goes on here every week.
1: Yeah, much, Darwin up front, finally. Pretty much
2: happens most weeks, <laughs> but there you go. Um, anyway, let's, so yeah, that was my team. I brought in Foden and Mbumo for Matoma and somebody who I can't even remember now. It was that long ago. Um Oh, Martinelli. That's who it was. So, um, yeah, I, I the actual moves worked out fine. I had a real quandary as to whether to do Madison or Foden, but I liked Foden's next four weeks more than Madison's next four weeks. And then I'm likely to wild kind of game week cake, so I went with Foden. Uh, yeah, Foden obviously didn't outscore Madison this week, but it is what it is. Uh, there you go. Rich, we're going to move on to your points. Just talk us through it, my man.
0: Yeah, I got. I, I've just had to look this up because I'd actually forgotten. I got seventy five mm-hmm. points, which yeah. was. I mean it was a tiny red. I think it was it was almost a grey, um, but I'm still at like just under one point two million. So not that great. Um, I did sterling martinelli to sterling and I did that early as well. So you I did. did this week weeks ago. <laughs> you <laughs> like, really did, yeah. Yeah, it could be pushing no, it's probably not a month, is it? But it must have been two <laughs> like, month, three weeks no. ago.
1: <laughs>
0: you think it was on the Saturday night I did that? But yeah, so I haven't done a transfer for months. I um, did sterling
2: but, in game week one.
0: There you go. <laughs> But yeah, I got 75 points, so Pickford with a one pointer thanks to his own goal. Diaz two, Chilwell one, Robertson with a rare clean sheet, six points. Mm. Uh, Rashford seven, Bruno two, Saka four, Bumo eight, Sterling's debut for my team, this season anyway, two points. Arlen captain 40, Yao Pedro got two. The thing I was annoyed about was I had a benching headache between Archer, Pedro, I was never playing a stupid man, and Lewis we knew that lewis was going to be benched then the welbeck injury happened so i bumped pedro in there ahead of archer and i mean to be honest that archer hall was lucky it was very very lucky but yeah. i could i could have done with the luck to be honest because then i'd have been 10 points up Who? Had i, I back? guess i'd have been a point behind you then seb who had your back though rich
2: who told you to start archer
0: you told me to start archer yeah you did you, you and did.
2: Seb don't listen to me.
0: I mean, I had Archer starting, but I finished work. Welbeck was injured. It was like, oh, this is this is destiny.
2: <laughs> no, you don't have him, I don't think.
0: No, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> one of the problems. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of the problems. Um, the one good thing that happened though, I was in the theatre. Um, well, that wasn't good, but I was, <laughs> and I thought Newcastle had won three nil. Sorry, I thought Brighton had won three nil, and then oh. I came out and Esteban had conceded. But yeah. I didn't realise till about ten eleven at night oh so that made me feel a little bit better about benching archer because i think the only people who could have played archer had pedro
2: yeah 75 points though it's all right isn't it 75 Good. Good points red on. arrow yeah
0: yeah exactly Best that's red arrow thing. of the like, season
2: i was looking at it, i was looking at my score i think it wasn't too bad but obviously a lot of people had like say an alvarez and that's what got them their big rank rise wasn't it so seb i think yours is an alvarez-less team as well talk us through yours this week
1: yeah. So, I mean, how long can I hold on to the, um, you know, having Havertz or whatever? I could have had Sterling. We'll see. Could have had Sterling the week before. Potentially would have then had Alvarez this week, but um, but I have neither. And so I'm not getting top 10k. Uh, Edison in goal for three points. Uh, 75 points overall, by the way. So, the same as Rich. And yeah, a couple of points away from the green or a grey. Not real too different. I think I was like 350k. Uh, Edison in goal. Chewell and Gusto at the back with Estupinan as well. Rushford seven, it's fine. Saka four, uh, Bruno with with nothing there and pretty invisible in the game. But then you kind of expect that from that. We didn't get him for that fixture, I don't think. So I'll take my Russia points. Foden was my transfer in finally for Havertz. You know about a hmm. 0.3, maybe more, 0.4 swing on that move by the time I finally made it. uh Probably the poorer returner out of the options. I was never going to go Sterling. Obviously couldn't have done, but wouldn't have done either. So um mean, yeah, Madison outscored him, but I'm happy enough going forward i think as I outscored him too which at one point i was very tempted by but changed the panel a little bit uh mbumo with eight as ever returning points jackson up front and then captain harland as everyone did meaning that i got 70 points and not 30 as is the way turner on the bench outscored edison so uh, that comes back to bite me uh, pedro Baldock and gabrielle as well Gabriel started with zinchenko so as we'll see later might try and get a start out of him against Everton.
2: Yeah, lovely stuff. And distinct lack of Spurs in all of our teams, which I know we're yeah. probably going to be talking about Spurs a little bit tonight as well. Um, when you brought Foden in, did you have a bit of a quandary like I did with whether you got Foden or Madison, or were you just quite happy to get Foden straight away?
1: Um, I, next week is a nice fixture, but then there's a couple of tough ones, and mm. then I'm probably going to wild guard. So I wasn't that tempted by Spurs. Definitely in, definitely in the conversation. Yeah, um, And I think when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, it was very much in our top three. But for my own team, maybe felt either a little bit late or a bit early for Madison. So I was happy enough with Foden for the next couple of weeks and then reassessed.
2: Yeah, no, it's kind of what I came down to in the end. And I think those two fixtures, the thing is, they got Arsenal and Liverpool. And the more I've been looking at it, the more I'm thinking there could be goals in those games. <laughs> so it could obviously be tricky, but you know playing the fixtures i suppose we're going to look at that in a little bit Anyway, you know what you know
1: what i've just remembered tipped me it was we got news that Foden was starting didn't we yeah and so i think if i remember correctly that's what sided me with Foden over Eze i think more than madison i probably would have got Eze otherwise um because yeah i remember discussing with you that if we knew Foden was starting this one and then had easier fixtures than Madison it was good to take a start from Foden and then less uncertainty over a start but better fixtures in the next two Versus Madison, who sure was starting, but his easy fixture was up front, and then had tougher ones. So I think over the three, we we reasoned that Foden might just outscore him, which which is why we went there, I think, or yeah. why I went there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right, let's have a look at some overperformers so far for the first four weeks. Um, I mean James Ward Prowse. I'm pretty. This is the James Ward Prowse table now, isn't it? It was him and um, uh, it was oh no, that's an uh, underperformer. Is uh, is. What's his name? Mope, isn't it? Uh, so this is the Ward-Prowse table, the ex-over table. Uh, Ward-Prowse is comfortably top here. Then Haaland is overperforming, but it's Haaland. That's absolutely fine. I think he's 93% owned now. Um, Awunyi is third. Might have a little conversation about him in a second. Mateta, Rodri, Aurea, uh, Gusto, Diaby, Foden and Solomon uh, make up this table at the moment, all overperformers. performers um, Rich, if I talk about Awunyi first, obviously he has returned in I think his last nine games might even be 10 now um he's in ridiculous form he is in nobody's team I never see him in anybody's team unless it's a draft team he's got meh fixtures coming up but he hasn't had great fixtures you know and he's been scoring them in scoring in them anyway why isn't he in more teams
0: I think you've answered your question with the with the fixtures thing because I guess everyone's playing in five in midfield and I think rightly so Everyone's got Haaland, so then it's you can only have one striker with them, yeah. And I guess with you know Jackson, Alvarez, I mean, you're not going to sell one of them or him. You've also got that Man City game looming in in game week six, so yes, you've got a nice fixture this week, Burnley at home, but then it's City away, so the hardest possible game. Then the fixtures get a little better. I mean, they've got then Brentford at home, Palace away, Luton at home. Um I mean the I first ever became aware of him because of 11 fi um on Twitter talking about his stats from the I think it was the Bundesliga. Yeah. Um so it actually surprised me then when when I looked at his stats last week that he was overperforming by so much. I just yeah. expected he was getting better stats behind him. But I think the short answer is there's there's better options and there's there was a lot of strikers who won penalties as well, you know, around about yeah. that price point outside of, you know, Alvarez and um Jackson, who I just mentioned,
2: yeah, because obviously we're assuming Gibbs White would be on pens for Forest yep. anyway, so when you would be on them, but would you be at least tempted with him maybe on wild card if you went for eight? You know, the fixture swing changes. Would you? Uh, it's tough, isn't it? Because you're going to have to then play that second striker and not have like a Jackson something like that. But would you maybe be tempted with a three up top and having him as your third striker at any point?
0: Probably at some point, not now. Um, I mean, there's no reason to move away from five midfielders if you've got it. And then yeah. we haven't even mentioned, since we did this last week, there's been a double game week announced. So then I think Carlton Morris becomes the the obvious pick. At, you know, 1.1 1. 1 million less as well. Yeah. Because they've got good fixtures and a double.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So And he's on pens. No. If anything, this, this table almost supports not knee-jerking in. If he was on the underperformers and doing this well... Even then, I probably wouldn't, but I'd be more tempted. Yeah, He's no, definitely one easy. on the watch list for the, down the line, but I don't yeah. get why you'd do it now. No,
2: no, I do agree. And it, it's just one of those ones I feel like, you know, he just keeps returning every week and we'll keep going, Now, nah, just leave him, just leave him, and he'll just keep returning. And, we, you know, we own someone like Nicholas Jackson, who also isn't on penalties, but isn't maybe performing and kind of doing what we want him to be, but he is... Gonna probably turn up in the underperformers in a minute. Um, Seb, I'm looking at Foden there on the table as well. Uh overperforming. Interesting one there. Obviously, we had a bit of a chat a couple of weeks ago about who's a better asset to own, Foden or Alvarez. Alvarez has kind of killed it recently and got the minutes as well. Foden has been a little bit disappointed with his output in terms of points. Do you feel like that was an error that was made? Do you feel like this is something that's going to continue going on into the next four or five game weeks? Or do you feel like Foden's still a fine hold moving forward?
1: So, yeah, I mean, if I'd put myself in a better position, I'm pretty sure if I was going to have one of them, I'd have Alvarez. Hmm. But I didn't put myself in that position, so I have Foden. But I'm not sure I'd rather have one of the two. But I'm not disappointed with Foden particularly. Uh, The numbers, an overperformance there, but an overperformance doesn't mean, oh, no, no they won't return in the future. It's important to compare that with underlying numbers as well. And there's nothing terrible in the underlying numbers. And I think it's probably fair to say that this is some of the best football we've seen him play for City by eye, maybe Mm -hmm. especially a couple of weeks ago when all he left with was an assist. But looked absolutely lethal coming in from that sort of, you know, right inside channel into the 10 creating for Haaland. Uh, This last weekend, if I remember, or two weekends ago, if I remember correctly, uh, didn't quite put up the put the numbers and the points up. Obviously, just got a got a got an assist from the corner. I think it was, which is always a little fortunate, but mm-hmm. nice to be on them. But there were also a couple of moments where he was darting into the penalty area again from that right channel, getting right close to the goal, close to the byline, looking for the cutback, and it never arrived at any City feet. So, with the numbers we use here, of course, so expected goals and expected assists, as opposed to say expected threat, that might might have taken that into account, that wouldn't shown have shown up. But for me, player getting into the box, getting right into the six-yard box, looking back for Haaland and just missing because the defender's foot gets in, I don't mind that. Over a course of a season, I'd maybe discount that and go, look, it's never going to happen. But watching one match where the numbers are a little disappointing, but the play looks good, I can confirmation bias myself into holding on <laughs> to phone.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, if you're a phone owner and you're a Haaland owner and you don't have a third city asset, should you be looking to get somebody like Alvarez in more than making a move somewhere else because he, he, you know, he's, I think he's the played the most minutes out of any striker yeah. so far this season. So, I would, would you be looking to make that move
1: apart from Solanke?
2: Oh, sorry, a, I think he's second. The isn't favorite, it, yeah?
1: the favorite. I would, I would always want to look at City's defense, be that Edison, be that Diaz, be that Frico Lewis, uh, you know, however <laughs> you think no, is, is best no, access to yourself. <laughs> I would always want to look at City's defense, but yeah, I think probably for the first time in a while. There's three non defenders that are pretty viable, especially if we're wildcarding in a couple of weeks, because the problem has always been minutes. We saw Doku get a start straight away, which is maybe a little problem for Foden, especially if Bernardo's going to come into some matches. Alvarez, I think, looks pretty set until either KDB comes back or if we're looking at a Bernardo, Doku, Foden line at some point, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure that's immediately on the horizon. Famous last words. But yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted. And I think we said a couple of weeks ago that we just edge Alvarez. And if you had that choice to make now, I would probably still just about edge Alvarez.
2: Yeah, I do agree.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the
0: Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never
2: have
1: to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
2: Um, right, let's have a look at the underperformers so far. So, Enzo Fernandez is top of this, then Nicholas Jackson. Goodness me, second in there. Oh, yeah, I mean, just the chances he seems to get, and the one he blazed over from a sterling assist just. Beggar's belief. Uh, Bruno Fernandes is third. Eze next. Mopé. There he is. The Mopé table. He's fifth on the table at the moment. Havertz is next. Then Matias Cunha. Anthony. Less said about him, the better at the moment. uh, Decore and then Chilwell. Um, Interesting ones on this one, Rich. Jackson in particular. I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to wonder whether Jackson is just a young, raw bloke who's going to get the chances but not necessarily finish them. And when there's players like Alvarez and potentially Morris, <laughs> I didn't think I'd say that, uh, who you can move to in a couple of weeks' time, is it worth moving on from Jackson, even though the fixtures are so nice?
0: I mean, I don't have Jackson, but I definitely wouldn't wouldn't move off of him. I mean, one of the reasons I didn't go for him is because the transfer window is still open. I mean, maybe he is going to be one of those players that just underperforms, like, you know, someone like Havertz did or, or, or Werner more more importantly did yeah but you kind of knew that when you when you bought him you know he was a player that he almost went to bournemouth it was it yeah it was bournemouth in january but he yeah. failed the medical but he had good stats in the bundesliga he's now got good stats in the premier league i think you just have to hold till the end of the fixture run i don't think someone like alvarez would tempt me enough no no, I'd, I'd much rather have someone with Jackson's minutes. I mean, to be fair, Alvarez has got better minutes so far. Yeah. I'd mu- I'd much rather have Jackson with his fixtures and nailedness though. It... Nailedness for for a start, but I mean, I think the question in in a week or two is going to be do you do Jackson to Morris.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's cuz that's what right, I'm looking. Clearly,
0: at yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that? I would do that, but I'd want to hold on to Jackson for for as long as possible. At, at, um,
2: what, at what point does it become a bit of sunk cost fallacy where you're just saying, oh, I've held him for this long, I've just got to keep holding him through these fixtures when you've got somebody like Alvarez or like I said, a Morris coming up where you could... I mean, even Morris has got nice fixtures now. He's got four fixtures in the next three.
0: Yeah, I don't think you've given up that much to go for Jackson over someone else. None of the yeah. strikers have done that well. I know Alvarez did well in the last game week, but I mean, it, he could have had one of his one of the returns disallowed, for example, by VAR. Um... Yeah, I, I I honestly I would hold Jackson. Yeah. The, okay. the str- I mean look at me I've got Yao yeah, Pedro. It's not the most exciting thing in the world. People people you know, we've got most of us have got Archer on the bench. His stats were not impressive. Yeah. So I don't think he's the, in an easy fixture as well, you know, easy against Everton. So I don't think he's shown himself as some kind of a, like, every week starter either.
2: Are you um are you tempted to do Pedro and this week?
0: I I have thought about it, but I'm going to I'm going to wait. Yeah. There's, there's a few things i don't I want to move it too far onto onto pedro but there were yeah. some comments from deservey where they were bigging up ferguson and he's then put forward the case for how well pedro played hmm. welbeck was injured ferguson pulled out of important island games as well so the yale pedro i know it's been a bit of a yo-yo up and down but yeah. his minutes are looking good at the moment or potential minutes okay. and he's playing man united <laughs> and we saw the back line you finished the last game with oh i know. harry <laughs> Maguire and
2: johnny evans at the back
0: come yeah, on so, so so no um i'd probably wait for morris but also i've only got one free transfer yeah fair enough i think it would take a very unique scenario for someone to go for morris now
2: yeah yeah like you're if you're a luton fan
0: <laughs> yeah if you're a luton fan if you have like two 4.5 strikers maybe you could move one of them one of them up
2: <laughs> yeah true yeah, okay. And, and Seb, I've got Bruno Fernandes on this list as well. Lots and lots of people are thinking about moving one of Bruno or Rashford to Son this week. That is what a lot of people are thinking. Now, I've got Bruno and Rashford. I've been priced out now. So Rashford went down, Son went up. I've been priced out. Can't make that move. Not for free anyway. Let's start first of all by saying, would you take out Bruno or Rashford for a hit for Son this week? Considering Bruno's underlying stats and the fact they've got Brighton next, who are I think bottom six for XGC so far this year,
1: we're hitting that. Nah. Um, Son, if Son now is the striker, which is like you know we're massively, we are responding very heavily to a single data point. Of course, it's not entirely a single data point. We know Son Campbell out front. We know he does well there. It's not like it's the first time he's done it and he scored a hat trick. But three goals, three shots, even for Son, that's good. You know, he isn't he isn't a hundred percent finisher. Even if he's a very good finisher, against the defense that really probably did allow Tottenham to play the game that Son wanted, it really did seem to suit him. Got those three opportunities that he puts away and he put them away. A couple of tough fixtures coming next. If you had a free transfer, or dare I even say two free transfers, and you were looking to captain someone other than Haaland, then I'm interested. But already putting yourself four points behind, you need a return in the next match. You also need to be sure that he's playing up front. So from an FPL point of view, we maybe look at it as just Son scored three goals. Why wouldn't you play him up front? Of course, that makes sense. And I get that. But... And is a better football manager than all of us. He's got more to consider. Richarlison might not be scoring goals, but in terms of whatever tactical setup, Tottenham wants to go into the next match and the following matches, there may be a reason that Richarlison is a better striker in the system they're putting up. I don't know if that's the case, but I don't think we can just say Son is now the striker. Give me, give me a little bit more data first and I'll probably miss out on a few more points while I collect that data.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Rich, do, are you confident enough in United to hold them during this really turbulent period as well, because it seems to just be one crisis after another at the moment with that team. I know I spoke about this with Mark not that long ago um, on one of the streams, and I was saying I, ju- I just don't feel confident enough holding both for too long. But even then, I'm probably going to have be holding both to a wild card in Game Week, eight. But it does seem like maybe a bit of overkill going with Bruno and Rashford at the moment.
0: I wouldn't Confident would be the wrong word. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest but the Man United attack it's been good I'd, I'd, I want to say for quite a while as in I think it's been better than people think for a while as in I remember when there was a double game week and a lot of people well a select group of people were bringing in players like um, Ronaldo who I think you I think you captained him um, Bruno Fernandes but there was a lot of pushback on people free hitting or bringing in Man United attackers yeah. when their attacking data was actually very very good and I think mm-hmm. Ronaldo got a hat trick in that game yeah, so I think it's, it's still the case now. Despite, I mean, what's happened with Sancho and Anthony? I mean, does that make you that much worse, or is it just the disruption to the wow. team that you think can make you worse? Because I mean, you've had disruption for for a while now, yeah, on true. and off the pitch.
2: Yeah,
0: and the attacking data's still okay. So, with those fixtures, I'm not thrilled about having both, but I'm there's no chance I'm going to sell one of them. And I mean, the,
2: the other thing, you know, Sancho sounds like he's had crisis talks with Ten Hag, didn't go very well, wanting to leave in January. Anthony's definitely not coming back for a little while. That right wing spot, worst thing ever is Rashford going to the right wing and then Garnacho playing left. I think that's what's going to happen. I think, I don't think Palestri is going to be uh, trusted from the start. So I feel like it's going to be Rashford on the right, Garnaccio on the left. There is the opportunity that maybe Bruno plays right wing as well. And then they play, you know, when Mount comes back, Mount Amrabat and Casemiro in the middle, it just kind of ruins Bruno and Rashford a little bit for me because Rashford on the right is completely different from on the left. That cutting in that he does, we saw it against um, Arsenal at the weekend. Like he, he, he's brilliant when he cuts in, and he obviously that's where he's most effective. Bruno on the right, it's not a complete downgrade because Bruno's still Bruno, but I would prefer him to be you know behind that striker and in, in in that midfield area. So there's just a lot going on. The good thing is they've got three nice fixtures. That that's the the difference I suppose. And Brighton up next, that could be any kind of score really based on how def- both defenses are doing so far.
0: And who's going to get your attacking returns? Yeah, if, exactly. If, if and when you do score goals, yeah. it's still going to be them. That's why I don't worry too much about where they're going to play. I don't yeah. see if Bruno does play on the right wing, which is just speculation. He's he's got FPL points from playing there before. Yeah. I mean t- to be honest, isn't you know, as an FPL player, I I don't care if if Man United lose seven six, I'm I'm glad as yeah. a, you you see what I mean. So I don't have to worry about you playing well. You know, yeah. even if you go five nil down and you score three late goals, and they're all Rashford and Bruno.
2: Yeah.
0: As a yeah. non-Man United fan, I'm happy and I can see them still scoring goals. I don't I mean, see a world where you you're if, not scoring goals.
1: If you're yeah. giving me a wild card this week and it doesn't burn the one I have in my pocket, hopefully for game week eight, oh yeah, I'm probably sticking son, and that seems like a worthwhile gamble. But if the question is, what am I sacrificing to do that? I I, I don't think I am. You know, Rich makes a good point for Man United there. You asked me about a hit i don't think i'd be doing that that keenly not that that doesn't mean it couldn't come off like by all means please if you feel that go for it especially i think if you're looking to captain him over harlan that maybe edges you know that that risk reward in your favor a little bit because the returns could be mighty but we you know we have the the over performers up on screen here and it always feels relevant when this comes up to go uh, firstly that's half my team mm-hmm. <laughs> and a couple of players i want to buy so that describes how i play but I think for me, you know, the overperformers, underperformers it's always, it kind of plays against our psychology a bit where you have someone like a Darwin Jackson who missed those big chances. They put up great numbers, but by definition, if you're putting up great numbers and not scoring goals to match, you're probably missing chances that make a blooper reel. And that really sticks in our head. Yeah. And I very firmly believe that unless you can predict finishing over a short term which someone may well be able to do i don't believe i can and i think the evidence suggests it's a very very hard if not impossible thing to do realistically we have to look at other things that doesn't just mean xg you know you may only be watching matches and basing your ideas not just on the goals but where that player is taking up positions in the pitch and you know whether they're doing other things you like that's absolutely fine too but if it just comes to a question of like am i making my decisions based on the underlying data or the rest of the match that I'm seeing versus just is this player putting goals in the net? I think the former wins nine times out of 10. And so I will take those odds. Yeah. You're
0: also making a decision for quite a long period of time because of the way the fixtures pan out. I mean, don't forget before this week, most 90% of the discussion was about Madison.
2: Yeah.
0: It was no real or getting rid of Richarlison. There was no real discussion about Son even though we knew how good Son is, what a good finisher Son is. And I mean, if you bring him in now for the Sheffield United game, um, you've then got to hold for Arsenal and Liverpool, because then you've got that amazing run of games that starts with Luton and Fulham, obviously depending on, depending on when you wild card. So unlike Sterling last week, for example, you were bringing in him, you knew you were bringing him for three or four really good games. Yeah. Son i don't know i mean if you bring him in let's say sib's example where say you were given a free wild card you'll definitely have son this week i agree but then what would your plan be after that as in, if you were then given a wild card the week after you probably wouldn't have son you'll probably have some kind of plan to get to son for that for that looting game so
1: i think i put this into one of the solvers um it might have been up on scout on the right right my tool team and genuinely one of the best outcomes was wild card son in sell him back to rashford then sell rashford back to son yeah, now yeah. that's a hokey kokey you might not want to play but i think that kind of describes over the next few weeks sure son's points could be front loaded and that's going to feel tough but if you go on holiday for three weeks and don't look at football you might come back to a very even score that's yeah. the thing because i mean say son puts up yeah 15
0: points but then he puts up two and two yeah you add, divide 19 by three Why don't you yeah. do that so I'd probably that. For, yeah that's your point, you know points point per game week <laughs>
2: yeah and, it, and it's um I, I will say as well um, based on United as well Hoyland looked good and if he's going to if we're going to be coming yeah. back from the international yeah. break and he's going to be starting that's going to make a big difference to this team as well especially it will help Rashford and Bruno because that space will be there because he's going to be occupying those defenders and I mean those defenders didn't know what happened when Hoyland
1: came on so yeah without, without meaning to go into amateur Man United analysis as much as Hoyland at a, at a kind price could be an option those runs that space Feels quite nice for Bruno.
2: It does indeed, unless he's playing on the right, which I don't like quite as much. Uh, Anyway, let's have a look at fixtures for the next three weeks. So these are the fixtures for game week five to seven. This is ordered in terms of who's got the easiest fixtures are at the top. And boom, Luton and Burnley have shot up to the top uh, because they have the extra fixture. So Luton have Fulham away, then Wolves at home. And then they've got their double game week of everton Uh, away and Burnley at home. Burnley have Nottingham Forest away, then Man United at home, which is blue now, Uh, then Newcastle away and Luton away in the double game week. Straight up to the top there. Um, Now, before we get on to the double game week, which I will do in a minute, it is also interesting to say that further on down the list, especially for those listening on the pod, we've got Newcastle, then Fulham, then Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool. Then going into the bottom half, we've got Villa, Brentford, Everton, Brighton, Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, Spurs are fifth from bottom. Then Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Wolves and then West Ham right at the bottom there. Now, I'm going to ask ask you first, Rich, about the double game week. Luton and Burnley. They both have a fair amount of blue fixtures there. Some fixtures that actually aren't too bad. They're both two promoted teams that have struggled so far this season. Would you, because their assets are so cheap... Be investing this early now. I know you've mentioned about Morris already. You said you probably wouldn't. If you didn't, how much would you go into the double game week? Really trying to attack it with those players. Oh, you're muted.
0: I'll try again. Um So I was looking at a Luton wing back, but then Bricky, you're in the same chat as Bricky as well, where he he talked me out of it because of because of Doughty. He can play left back and or left wing back and right wing back. So, to be honest, that's probably saved me. I probably don't need to go for a Luton defender um like i said i'm I'm pretty set on on Morris as I think most people will be as well um The question is if I go for a goalkeeper or not because obviously I guess there's going to be interesting developments ahead of them with I mean my backups Turner and I've got Pickford as well while I'm not unhappy with them, goalkeepers in double game weeks tend to be pretty solid. Mm. As in, they generally most weeks, if you look at like models, etc., they'd probably be up there for the captaincy, because they and I mean goalkeepers for bad teams can get freak scores. Like I mean, I remember Leno, um, in a double game. I think had a double game with Chelsea. He got an absolute. I think it was like fifteen points or so. Yeah. But yeah. So I think a goalkeeper could be tempting if I'm going to add to Morris, but I think for me that's about as far as it goes. The interesting thing would be people who've got like Kabore, who was benched. Will they want to play him? Because there's a lot of good fixtures that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, something quite interesting. I've seen a couple of people looking at bench boosting as well. Like if I think you'd have to be kind of set up for it already. Like Bell, for example, I saw a um, couple of people have got him and he's he's nailed on. I think Fabio Borgia's got Bell.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> what do you think about the bench boost idea? Or have we gone way too off tangent here?
2: No, I don't, I'm not, not a massive fan of that. But I don't know. I mean, Just
0: I... think about it. There's a lot of bench headaches that week. And It'll I mean, Luton, Luton's double is pretty good.
2: It's all about trying to set up for it, though, isn't it? In terms of, like, I, ju- I need to have so many of my bench that I'm like, yeah, that looks good.
0: I think yeah. you'd have to be pretty set up for it already. Yeah. Like,
2: and I wouldn't to go find two crazy. Keepers. Trying to find anybody with two keepers that are all right at the moment is really tricky.
1: If the, if one of the arguments we often use for using or not using the bench boost is you, you cost yourself points elsewhere because you have to set up and unset up for it if you were going to wildcard in eight anyway, yep. I guess that kind of solves half of that. You could, you know, you could write those points off.
0: That's the thing. You're, you're not having to do it game week one. You're doing it in game week seven where there's more information. Most of the players, a lot of people have have good fixtures. But I mean, I think it's a bit of a silly conversation because I think people who have set up for it already will know they've set up for it already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, you go into, say, game week seven with two transfers and you've already bought Morris in, for example. You've already got Bell on the bench then you could do two keeper transfers. Hmm.
2: I mean, Seb, a few people have mentioned this in the chat already. We've all kind of gone, yeah, we'll get Morris for the double game week. Yeah, let's go for it. How much of this is like, you know, Dennis from that long ago, Weghorst from a couple of years ago. Like how much of it is just, they're awful. Like they're, they're not <laughs> a good team in the Premier League. We've, saw, we've mean... seen them enough. We've got four weeks, well, three weeks for them worth of data. They're not been good. They've got Everton away, Burnley at home. This could be people no goals. also say it
1: awful.
0: Uh,
2: yeah, very true. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so negative points all around. I think, I mean, the fact that you were able to pull up a couple of anecdotes there shows, right, that there is always legs in this, even if it seems ridiculous. It's that I mean, similar to the previous conversation, right, about over and under, and you know our perceptions of that. I think the floor on your Luton players, maybe apart from a defender, if you think they're going to get absolutely destroyed, is two, two times two, four. You know, your other option, your your other striker needs an assist, give or take, to match that. So it's a nice little head start. Often in a week like this, if this was almost any other teams, especially towards the top half of the table, we'd be looking at six players while cutting out of it, really actually going for, which mm-hmm. is bench boost idea, taking hits maybe to make it happen. So look, we're not having that discussion. I think we're saying, is there a goalkeeper? Yes, Morris, maybe one more. So we're maybe looking at three players and that's quite nice fixtures especially for luton as well so i think that does say that we are taking the fact that these are poor teams into account and not just poor teams it's difficult circumstances it's a couple of weeks to go our teams aren't necessarily set up for this some people may well be so i don't think we're going over the top and the other the other thing i'd love to point out especially with the graphic that's on screen here is that luton and burnley are top but these things always take extra fixtures into account really really heavily which is instructive that Mm -hmm. says we should probably do the same But what this kind of looks like is we're saying you must get your Luton player in five because the next three fixtures are so good. You very happily get your Luton players in seven. Roll a transfer, which I think a couple of us might try and do tonight, and go for them in seven. Rich says that the fixtures before then are nice. I agree. So you can have a nice run up if you want to. But if you just want those Luton players for one week, that is very much open to you as well. And then maybe you're looking at, you know, your cities, your Newcastle, your Chelsea, your Arsenal, Man United, which are players we all have already, which is why I think this conversation of, we'll see it in a minute, but seeing yourself through to a game week eight while cutting in a game week eight was always the plan. This Luton-Burnley situation is just an added bonus on top. And so a Jal pedro or even a Jackson to Morris feels like a very nice one-week punt. But no, I don't think we're getting carried away. And I think I don't think I've ever seen anyone talk about getting, you know, six players from these two teams. So I think we're being restrained considering. Oh, you, you, know say- what,
2: you know what's going to happen though, don't you? I've just looked, Jackson's got Fulham away. We're going to blank with Jackson. Game week five, game week six. We'll move him out for Morris in game week seven and he'll get his hat trick.
1: Ah, oh, it's written. It's written. X narrative. Well, it anyway, it happens right way. You I mean, you've got,
0: what, 70 minutes of Jackson or say 160 minutes of Morris? It's, yeah. it's more than double potentially. Also, I just want you mentioned obviously Dennis and players like mm-hmm. that, but one that never, like, there's several that don't get mentioned. I mean, Richarlison. I decided yeah. Richarlison wasn't good enough to go for. He's playing for a bad Everton team. And I mean, he, I know he scored a penalty, didn't he? He's definitely scored a penalty. Yeah. But there's a lot of players like that, as in cheap t- players for bad teams on penalties who've got huge scores. Yeah. And it won't get mentioned in, in stuff like this.
2: Yeah. um, I did it with Solomon Rondon for West Brom years and years ago. When he had double game week and he did well.
0: Well, there you um, go. There yeah. you go. It literally just takes that little bit, little bit of luck. Yeah, exactly. I think you'll be I, mad not, that's what not, right? not minutes penalties. Him. We
1: love Penalties that stuff.
2: is a big thing as well. It's uh, I see both sides, and it's not until after it's finished that we'll know who was right, <laughs> because that's always how it happens. But um, I think the penalties makes a massive difference, and those two fixtures, Everton and Burnley. I mean we've been everybody's been talking about how awful Pickford's been and how awful Everton have been. Now they get, you know, Luton are playing them in a double game week, everybody's nah stupid idea. So it could it could work both ways. But um, And penalties
0: are what made Dennis not a very good pick in yeah, the in the first place. And red cards. Was, yeah. 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 Well yeah, the red card wasn't ideal, but he also wasn't on penalties. So no,
2: very true. Um that was let's start look Josh then. King. from game week eight onwards. So this is when a lot of people are thinking about wildcarding, myself included. Now, the major thing that's different with Game Week 8 is the massive fixture swing. And you will notice here, we have put it in uh, rank order in terms of their fixtures from Game Week 8 to 13. There is a big, big difference in who's at the top and who's at the bottom. I'll actually start with the bottom because Chelsea are dead last here in terms of fixtures. Then it's Man City then Brentford, then Arsenal. Now, you think how many people have tripled Chelsea, double Man City, double Arsenal and Mbumo. All those players are right down the bottom there for the fixture ticker. Who's at the top? Spurs are at the top, then Villa, then Crystal Palace, Wolves and Newcastle and Man United, actually. So, massive fixture swing here. And Seb, are you considering game week eight? Because that fixture swing seems massive, especially when you've got teams yeah. like Spurs, Villa, Newcastle, who are going to be very, very lowly owned as well, I would say. Maybe Spurs are catching people up at the moment because they've done quite well recently. But Newcastle in particular, and Villa actually thinking about it, that could be a great time to get on some of those players.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, that's why we had to split the fixtures up for screen real estate. But the reason we chose Game Week 8 here. It's because i think there is a nice chunk from five to seven where we're looking in the immediacy probably before we play wild cards and then from eight your wild card comes into play so sure you could go nine you could go ten depends on team depends on what you're looking at there have been good arguments made for other times but generally i think 80 percent of people are going in the next or in those next three weeks myself i'm probably going in eight because my team has triple chelsea double arsenal double man united a triple city most of that goes from the top to the bottom of the yeah. ticker. So that just seems an extremely sensible time to wildcard. If you then take into account that if I have the uh, the courage for it, if I were to remove Haaland, I can get a Liverpool player called Mo Salah, who, yes, it's in the middle there. But what's that? Mostly because there's a Man City match right at the end, Brighton to start. There's a lovely yeah. chunk in the middle, which corresponds quite nicely about at least 50% of the time with Haaland's poorer fixtures. So there's probably a chance to double Salah's points there famous last words I'll see you at two million rank yeah but then yeah Tottenham originally Hurricane that was the plan wasn't it Harlander Hurricane was the nice move and you could have done that without a wild card to be fair so I'll go get that's when I'll get my son if he's still playing up front if he's still he'll be 9.5 million and I'll be 30 points behind and I'll look stupid but that's fine because it's these fixtures I want it's a bit more data from playing up front I'll compliment him with Madison as well I'll get a doggy at the back for about 5.5 million as well it's fine. Money's not a problem this year. Famous last words. But we can throw a Watkins in there as well. Maybe a Matty Cash. Probably have as a Newcastle defence I like a lot. I know you two. Did you have double on your like, wildcard last
2: week? Yeah, Rich talked me into it. I was yeah. looking at
1: triple, man. I, there's a very, there's <laughs> a very good chance. I, 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 triple. I wanted there's triple. Value. There's good value. <laughs> I gave so, you double. <laughs> yeah. I want a triple. And then I think, Such just to round the off as well, the other thing you can do here, anyone who does go early on, say, a Son and loses their Man United player, this period, eight, eight nine ten ish obviously ten they've got cities so not so much you can get back into your man united players as well i think it makes an awful lot of sense with the teams we we generally have so yeah that's what i will be looking at for reasons mentioned
2: i mean rich seb's mentioned something there and you must be thinking this because you love this kind of move taking harland out on the wild card for someone like salah are you tempted
0: so this is the actually the reason I'm starting to think I won't need to use the wildcard. Ooh. Because you can do you can just downgrade Haaland when their fixtures turn bad. Obviously I know the risks behind that and then you can upgrade one of the midfielders, probably Sterling up, up to Salah. Yeah. So yeah, I I if I was wildcarded and then you'll have the if you don't wildcard, you do that and you've got the wild card, then you can fix it easily. Yeah. I almost think if you want to wildcard, I think the benefit of that is you can go for Salah and Haaland and play it, you know, really, really safe. Um, because otherwise you, you'll be wildcarding Haaland out and then you don't have a wildcard to fix it. I think you'll be making a bigger mess hmm. than not wildcarding in the first place. A lot of this, is, I think, is quite easy to fix. You know, if someone's got two or three Chelsea, the fixtures, yes, they're bottom of the ticker, but you look from, like, game week nine, three of the next four are at home at least. Yes, it's Arsenal, City, Brentford. And the away game spurs. But I don't think it's horrific.
1: Do you think... So I guess one way you could play this is some rotation. Because like you look at Arsenal. City, bad. Chelsea, Sheffield United good. Newcastle, bad. Maybe. Depends. Mm -hmm. Burnley, good. And then is that Brentford? Probably actually bad. Yeah, especially away. So you'd maybe want to try and rotate some Arsenal players there. At least in terms of having triple and then playing Saka or whatever. But I think for someone like me, who I've got triple Chelsea, which includes Malagusto, who... If he doesn't lose his place in the next week or two, probably loses it by the time Game Week 8 comes Mm -hmm. around. I then have Triple City, which includes a Foden who, yeah, we will learn more. Edison, fine, fair enough to sell, but waste of a transfer there. Haaland, yeah, absolutely could keep. Maybe that is a benefit of a wild card. I can build a Haaland and a Salah team. But then I also have, is it, I've got double, yep, double Brighton in there. Uh, Which is good. and Man United as well. I think the
0: Brighton's good though.
1: Oh, fair enough. So yeah. well, because do you think make... I have enough? I guess what I'm saying, like, do I have enough problems that are going to accumulate for me to have to solve them because I can't do it with transfers and rotation? Or do you think even someone like me with that team, it's doable to avoid wildcarding here?
0: Yeah, to be fair, when I put myself in your shoes, I'd probably consider it more. Um, as, as in, you've mentioned you've got triple Chelsea and triple Arsenal. And one of those Chelsea's isn't, well, isn't nailed at all if James is back. Whereas I guess I've got two Chelsea and two Arsenal.
1: Mm
0: And my, and yeah, the reason I said that Esther Pinion's good, for example, is I think if you're wild carding, you're going to just have him sat on your bench anyway, which I guess a lot of people will be doing. I think most of us plan to sell him, as in a couple of weeks ago, but then because stuff like Shaw happened, James happened, all Botman getting injured, all the defenders getting injured happened, and people have just kept him. And I think he's got to the stage now where you're just going to keep him because, yeah, that run from game week 10 for Brighton is insane. The fact they got Fulham at home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home and then Forrest away. So, so, yeah, it is team dependent. People with triple Chelsea and triple Arsenal, I think you'll get more benefit from the chip.
2: Do you think the emergence of Son, but potentially the emergence of Son, if he carries on doing what he's doing, with those fixtures from 8-13 being Luton away, Fulham at home, Crystal Palace away, Chelsea at home, Wolves away, Aston Villa at home. Quite quite nice fixtures. Do you think that's what's going to stop people, Seb, from going Haaland and Salah and using their budget? Because we've got so many great players at the moment, like, you know, that, that are cheaper as well. Do you think that it's Son that's going to stop that happening? To be fair, like...
1: Maybe, but not definitely, because I think at the beginning of the season we saw people trying to put together Kane, Haaland and Salah teams. And yeah, it cost yourself a bit. Maybe a more realistic one would have been Trent instead of one of mm-hmm. those other three. Probably obviously not instead of Haaland. But the fact that it was even possible to try that means it's gonna be possible to try a cheaper son, Salah and Haaland. Because especially looking at the ticket here, well I'll have Watkins, thank you, maybe a midfielder, Diaby. I'll yeah. have Eze from Palace. What do I need there? Just another cheap player? I'll keep Boomo, because penalties, yeah, sure, fixture's terrible. Penalties, minutes, a decent defence in there as well from Newcastle. I'm having no more players, that seems, you know, close to Son's price. I reckon you could build that team.
2: Yeah, no, I think you could as well. I think it'd be interesting to see what kind of goes around in game week, Kate. And Rich, last thing before we move on to the fixtures from 14 to 19 to see if that's a better time to wildcard. Um, I'm just going to talk very, very quickly again about those last four teams that are on the ticker here. So, Chelsea at the bottom, Man City second bottom, Brentford and Arsenal. Really popular assets we've got from all of those. Chelsea, Chilwell, Jackson, Gusto, Colwell, whatever it is, would you be getting rid of all of those before this run? So, if you were a wild card in Game Week 8, would you be getting rid of all of those Chelsea?
0: On a wild card, would I get rid of them?
2: Yeah.
0: On a wild card, I would. But all of them. Without, without a wild, wild... Sorry?
2: Would you get rid of even Chilwell as well?
0: Yes. The fact that he's getting lower minutes and mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that fixtures are awful, you know, yeah. I mean, look at Liverpool's run, for example, I'd much rather have like Robertson Van Dijk or Trent, Robertson. for example, <laughs> I'd much rather have Trippier because yeah. they're not that much more expensive.
2: Okay. So City, obviously we spoke about Haaland already. Uh, Foden, Alvarez, would you be getting rid for that fixture? So if you wildcarded an eight, would you still have Alvarez and Foden?
0: I mean I didn't want them now, so when you chuck in Champions League football as well yeah they wouldn't be on my wild card I would have this is what's crazy actually I kind of regret getting Diaz, because I'm kind of thinking about getting rid of him yeah I think I'd have Haaland up at most if that was my wild card window because okay. even look at the home games they've got what three home games in the six and it's Brighton Bournemouth and Liverpool yeah I mean I guess they I guess Brighton is technically a good fixture but Mm. and the away games as well they're they're yeah arsenal united and chelsea yeah i, I honestly i don't think i'd have any city for a wild card
2: no uh seb last two then brentford and bumo hero of you know the season so far he's you know third bottom in terms of fixtures would we keep hold of him bumo
1: i think i probably would especially if i needed funds to try and access you know a Trent Son. Salah or Haaland team or Salah and mm-hmm. Haaland team because that value seems exceptional for minutes and penalties and yeah an overperformance so far maybe actually a real life overperformance in terms of scoring open play goals which we mm-hmm. didn't necessarily expect as much of and more penalties than we expected but I think the value is good there maybe in that conversation that's where not just a later card in terms of 14 to 19 but as mentioned I think the opening of the wild card window is eight but it's available to you well obviously it's available to you all the time but in this conversation, people are going to play in 10 as well, which is maybe... Rich mentioned Brighton. Look at their fixtures. There's a lovely opportunity to not have Brighton the first couple of weeks in the fixtures we have here and then get back on board with 10. Yeah. Maybe in that conversation, you're looking at Mboumo as well where you miss Man United, Burnley, Chelsea, or we'd get Chelsea, but you know what I mean, and then get back for West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, or do the opposite. You hold Mboumo and then lose at that point, maybe going to, say, Matoma, something yeah. like that.
2: And then last one before we move on to the next lot of fixtures. Uh, Arsenal... Would you lose Saka for that run?
1: Interesting. I think I'd have to look at what my team looked like. He's one of those that is probably would happily hold through most fixtures, but if I start needing to turn a eight and a half million pound player into a six and a half million pound player, probably on the table.
2: Interesting. I'd like right. to have some more penalty information. I think
0: there. that's the appeal of what delaying the wildcard till ten. Is the fact you can do Saka to like Son, for example, for Luton and Fulham, you miss the City game, you miss the Chelsea game, and then there you go, Saka's back. Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, but then Burnley at home, like two of the best fixtures he's going to have all year.
1: I think that's a really nice shout, yeah. If you wanted to, as Rich says, money for your team to know you're going to wildcard more like ten than eight. Some of those transfers open up to you.
0: Mm, you can get
2: Solanke in then as well. Uh, right, fixtures at fourteen and nineteen. This is another time. This is now. This is where we get into the point as well where. You know, a lot can change from game week five to game week 14. This is a lot of worth of data. A lot of things can change. But there is a bit more of a fixture swing going on here. We've got um, Newcastle at the top now. This is how long Newcastle's fixtures stay nice for, by the way. They've had the worst start, you could imagine. And their fixtures are lovely for quite a while now. So Newcastle at the top of the fixture ticket. Then Liverpool. Liverpool have a really nice run for quite a while then. Bournemouth next. Then Nottingham Forest. This is when we could own uh, Awunyi or Morgan Gibbs-White, something like that potentially. Then Burnley and Chelsea, right at the bottom there are Aston Villa, Luton, if we're still holding Morris, I'm Crystal Palace, yeah. Man City are there and Spurs. So this is another time where potentially if you've got those Spurs assets in and other people are struggling to get rid of them or, you know, those Villa assets if they aren't doing what we want them to, this is another time where you could potentially uh, to go for it. We're not going to talk about this too long because like I said, a lot of this will change. But Liverpool... And Nottingham Forest, I think, are two teams in particular, I think, are quite interesting being up there, Seb.
1: Yeah, and I think you can see, obviously, this chunk that we've split it here is deliberate but slightly arbitrary because you need to put it on the screen, six each is nice. But I think around this period in this bracket, there are swings starting Mm -hmm. in 14. Maybe you delay to 15 if you look at City's fixtures and some of the red as well. But I think the obvious things here are teams we've just mentioned that were near the top villa palace for example for your enablers even maybe spurs are dropping further down the list and again someone like newcastle are staying at the top so great long-term holds there liverpool go even higher so maybe this is where you're looking to try and make the Salah and harlan team work chelsea jump back up as well so i'm sure i can get back on reese james and be be told otherwise by twitter and be proven proven wrong once again by getting Rhys james and having a having a transfer problem the one thing i think to call out here is that brentford and city's fixtures yeah actually look pretty decent yeah <laughs> but they have the blank and this again is where the models will score them down because they really value number of fixtures but what you, and they value transfers too but what of course you can do is plan for that and go well i'll have a bench for harland i'm not going to lose Haaland for this period even in bumo maybe further further city players as well because i can transfer in and out important to mention the second wild card comes in on game week 20 which is the 30th of december that's when that game week when 19 ends and 20 starts is the 30th of December I think which is why we stop here at 19 so this is your last opportunity to use that first wild card so when looking at that I think Brentford and City actually are pretty decent options here and is worth considering depending on whatever you're going to do yeah. that Brentford
0: run is actually insane like actually if, if if you delete game week 18 they must be top like to have Luton at home Brighton away, Sheffield United, out, Villa, Wolves
2: yeah it's quite nice I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd argue maybe Bournemouth would be quite high up there as well. And Forrest. Re- I'm waiting for Forrest to have a good run. I really, a own, I really want to own Gibbs White or a one-year. I really do. They've got <laughs> Everton at home, Fulham away, Wolves away, Spurs at home, Bournemouth at home, uh, and then Newcastle away to finish off. But I feel like that's the time you could own a Forest lad. Mark you just Suthers want to impress Mark, to be, don't you? Mark Southern's going to be rubbing <laughs> his legs at home, isn't he? So like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but, yes, oh, wouldn't you? Uh, right, let's have a <laughs> That you That's brought my cough like back.
1: So, I'll oh, just very quickly, just <laughs> oh, using Sorry, Seb, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, all good. Just thought I could do that live. So, using the Scout members error, using the ticker, I have set up game week 14 to game week 19, but deleted game week, is it 18, from considerations? Yeah. So, of course, we don't want to delete everyone else's fixtures, but guess who are the top two teams if you delete 18? Brentford and City. Oh, yes. Is it? Yeah. 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 Deceptive, isn't it?
2: When do they get Tony back?
1: It's uh, it's half season yeah so transfer window mm. basically mm. although that's destructive transfer window let's see
2: anyway right I hope you enjoyed that little section uh, we are going to be going on to the over or under now Ferrell, thank you so much. I literally gave him so little time to do this, and he's done it like a pro. So thank you so much, FPL Ferrell. Always worth a follow. He's an awesome bloke. So make sure you do. He's done us our little graphic again for this week. So this is our over and under section now. So I'm going to. I've got six players here. Six players that been being talked about a little bit, and I'm going to say to the lads, right, this is what I project these players to get over the next three game weeks. Do you think they're going to get over these amount of points or under? So the first one is Son. He has got Sheffield United at home, then Arsenal away, then Liverpool at home. I'm projecting him 20.5 points. So, Rich, are you going to go over or under 20.5?
0: Have you been marking our previous weeks being a teacher? Or?
2: Yeah, I've got it all up yeah. here, mate. How,
0: how, how are me and Seb doing? I'm uh, winning 4-0,
2: mate. Yeah,
0: Seb's doing better than you. <laughs> you already won the poll, Seb. Let me, let me have something. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty confident you're winning, to be fair, mate. I think <laughs> done I'm, I'm going to be... This probably annoy people. I think Son, under. Under.
2: Ooh. Seb, what do you think?
1: So I thought, for interest, something I probably should have been doing every single week is sticking these into a model, right? Yeah. So I did. I stuck them into three different models. And you know what? Every single one of the players you're going to go through this week came out under. Which I think I'm (laughs) not going to give you under for every single one of them because that's not the game. But also I think that's quite interesting in terms of how we use models. They're obviously, you know, looking at a normal distribution of expected points. If we're taking say one of the averages, maybe the mean, we're obviously going always a little bit lower, but really the goal of FPL is not to hit that floor. It's to have that floor in place and then hit those ceilings that mean say our median potentially is higher. And so what I think we're trying to predict here is not, you know, the average score, which according to the models, which are very, very good at FPL, every one of these players is gonna underscore your targets. But at some point, they're going to bang, and that's what we're trying to predict. You've so... just described
0: Jordan Pickford.
1: <laughs> so um, with that in mind, son, under.
2: Son, under. Okay, yep. so both of you think under 20.5. Does that means, Seb,
1: true? you're going to get under
0: for every single one? Yeah. Uh,
1: no, no, I promise I haven't. But I thought it was an interesting way of looking at it, right? Because we're, kind, no, it we're is. basically trying to predict when we disagree with the model, but it's not disagrees and we think the model's wrong. We're basically just trying to nail – because the model says – Nine times out of ten, they score under. But one times out of ten, they don't just score over, but they massively score over. We're trying to nail that week. And then take it into account for you but know Wilson. when in those three weeks will it happen.
2: So what about, what about Morris then? So Morris has got four fixtures in the next three game weeks. He's got Fulham away, Wolves at home, Burnley at home, Everton away. I projected him 17.5 points. So Rich, what do you think? 17.5 over or under?
0: Yeah, I've gone over for this. I feel like... He's going to get two attacking returns minimum. Well, probably maximum as well. I think he's going to get two attacking <laughs> returns over the next He can one. only
2: get two returns. <laughs> he's going to get
1: two returns minimum and maximum.
2: Yeah, I like it. Seb, what do you think?
1: So I-, I had the same as Rich in terms of I think he gets two attacking returns, but I think that got me to about 16 points yeah. for him, maybe 17. You'd need to give nail bonus. the bonus. So, yeah, I just... See, that was the thing. I think bonus edges it. So I've gone under... Because if he doesn't get those two attacking returns, he gets nowhere near. So I was happy to go under. But yeah, you know, if he goes and gets a couple of goals, fair enough.
2: And it doesn't matter if he gets those two attacking returns in that double game week, does it?
1: Um, we basically so... said that Morris is going to match
0: some. Yeah. you it. <laughs> um... give or take.
2: <laughs> what about uh, and Alvarez? And I stand by it. <laughs> Alvarez next. He's got West Ham away. Nottingham Forest at home. Wolves away. I projected him 18.5 points. Seb, do you go over or under?
1: I went over um because contrary to the morris logic every time we do this i just think i have no idea what i'm talking about please don't listen to me (laughs) um i think i think morris may struggle and require bonus to get there despite having more fixtures whereas alvarez i feel pretty happy that there's a return in every match for him there if he continues to get 90 as well and i think bonus with it i think he scrapes 18.5 by the same amount that morris scrapes under nice rich i've gone
0: under so i think there's enough doubt about his minutes against west ham just because of the international break. And obviously I know we, we've we done this with other players before and it's it's been wrong, been nothing to worry about. So I'm just going to say he's going to start twice. I think he scores in at least one game. That will give him like nine points. Yeah. So then if he then plays the next game and the sub-appearance, well, that's what, 13? So yeah, I, I don't think he makes it. You're
1: nice. not accounting for the hat-trick off of the bench, mate.
0: No, of course. This... And I can never... Yeah. <laughs> one I never can predict those. This, this was last season I missed that one. <laughs> no, I, th-
1: I, th- I think I think I think the potential benching is a is a good thing to pay attention to. Fair.
2: This one's just for Seb, Darwin Nunes. Uh Wolves away, West Ham at home, Spurs away, starting to get some starts and he has played quite well recently. I projected him 13.5 for the next 3 game weeks over or under Seb.
1: He's due mate. He's due. Over. Yeah. Even even if the Darwin joke which is which is very real wasn't a thing. If he gets the minutes, I think over is quite easy there. So you need to think he's going to get the minutes, which is an interesting conversation. But early signs are maybe. So yeah, I'd go over. I think if he gets the minutes, you've given him a generous total. Yeah. Uh,
2: Rich, I'm going to do this one just for you then. So uh, wouldn't year we've spoken about him a few times today. Same... I thought i get Darwin. No, sorry, mate. No, that was just right. for Seb, that one. Uh, so 13.5 points I projected for a one-year. He's got um, Burnley at home, Man City away, Brentford at home. What do you think? Over or under thirteen
0: point five. I've written down over, but actually doing the maths again, I think it's under because he'd have to return twice. So no, I've got I've gone under. Gone under. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's that a boring one, isn't it? Help, it?
2: I wanted yeah. Darwin. Oh sorry, mate. Go on, go that's on, right. tell us. Over or under on Darwin, just quickly. Oh that
0: was easy over. Although easy something over. interesting was the probably the amount of minutes Darwin's gonna play across those three games is probably similar to Morris in the double. In in what way? Well, like as it, as in let's say he plays 60 minutes per game you get yeah. what, what 180 minutes oh
2: in the double oh, sorry I thought you meant in the yeah. next three weeks I yeah like, I didn't that explain like? that very well but yeah no. say
0: over the next three games Darwin gets like 180 minutes yeah. let's, let's say on average okay, okay. It's, it's basically a double game week but across three weeks mm. so it just shows how good Morris is <laughs> that's how that yeah. works and <laughs>
2: oh dear we'll edit that bit maybe I'm still ill Um, yeah (laughs) and last one Matty Cash he's got uh, Crystal Palace at home then Chelsea away and then Brighton at home I've done 11.5 points Seb what do you think
1: man I think you're getting like 8 yeah under under
2: Rich
0: I'll go over but there's there's risk isn't there yeah as in his stats look good there was some stuff we looked at where he's actually underperforming
2: hmm I mean, I probably wait, he's to,
0: underperforming. I must change my
1: answer.
2: I need to boost him up to 13.5 because if he keeps getting minus two every week, <laughs> it's going to be harder to hit each time, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's have a look at our teams then. Thank you so much. People in the chat, make sure you let us know if you like the over and under section. Uh, I think it's working well. I think the uh, feral graphics uh, definitely help as well um so let's have a look at our bus teams as they stand at the moment so this is mine uh, i've got turner in goal pickford's benched finally he's bound to get a clean sheet against arsenal now uh, chilwell and colwell against bournemouth saliba against everton away and uh, bumo rashford foden saka bruno fernandez and then jackson and harland as my captain up top i've got a shaw and osula on the bench with pickford as well a little bit of a thing about whether i play saliba or stupanen not sure between the two of them um I, I do fancy a stupid and maybe get a few kind of chances against Manchester United. Uh, but Saliba, you know, against Everton, are they going to score against Arsenal? I'm not sure. So, um, I'm between those two at the moment. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do sure to a doggy. But, I've looked at the next couple of weeks and I, well, I won't play a doggy. So, I'm literally just getting him for this week. And then when I wild card, I'm going to be getting him anyway. So, I'm kind of tempted to roll and give myself two options for next week, but sure to a doggy also makes a lot of sense. So that's kind of where I am at the moment. I've already taken two price drops in sure, so him, him and a doggy are almost the same price anyway. But I could obviously I could still make that move, and I've got plenty of buffer there. So yeah, it's it, those are the two things I'm thinking of at the moment: either roll or sure to a doggy.
0: I love looking at someone else with, because obviously I don't have two Chelsea defenders. Yeah. you both do it's quite interesting as an outsider looking on at someone going crazy on the Chelsea defence
2: oh, I know tell me about it well I started with those two so they just haven't moved out and obviously I was well happy when Reese James got in sorry that sounds bad Wait, I was you, lucky you said
0: you were upset for me and Seb
2: Yeah. well yeah of course yeah I mean I would say that But not uh, about anyway.
1: Chelsea defence just in general you know he's heard about <laughs> our lives <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly just feel sorry will be back me. soon <laughs> yeah uh, Rich moving on to your team so talk us through and talk us through what you're thinking of doing
0: i have to remind myself, oh yeah, so I've got Turner in goal, playing him over Pickford as was the plan, I've got Diaz away to West Ham, Chilwell away at Bournemouth and Robertson away at Wolves quite happy with those three then I've got a common midfield so Rashford and Bruno Bruno Fernandez, Saka vice-captain and Sterling Harland captain and Yao Pedro the only real dilemma I've got, and I guess it's going to go right up until Saturday because we've actually got a Saturday deadline for once which is nice which is nice um but i'm going to decide if i'm going to play yao pedro or i could look at doing a transfer and i've got a couple of options i was looking at so one of them i could just do rico lewis because i've got a million in the bank i could sell if we know that rico lewis isn't starting which i mean seems quite likely at the moment i'll do rico lewis to Odogi Odo- Odo- or poro um because i can actually cover and then play a four five one with pedro on the bench
2: okay or
0: I could do Diaz to Trippier, which I have the exact money to do. Oh, I like that. I'd only just bought Diaz in. And also, the thing was, Robertson's my placeholder for Trippier. mm -hmm. So then I'm going to be committing to Robertson and Trippier. Although, looking forward to wildcard 9-10. I think Liverpool defenders are going to be very, very popular then.
1: I think if you're wildcarding slightly later, getting on a Newcastle defender when the opportunity arises feels important. Because if I'm going a couple of weeks earlier than you on the wildcard, I can and probably am going to be forced to hold off on Newcastle defence for a bit. But then at least I can get involved as much as I like. Whereas get you may need up. to build it a bit more slowly.
0: Well, Yeah, there is also the option of bringing it. I could bring in like share, for example. I could actually do Rico Lewis yeah. to yeah. Um Because the, the only problem with Trippier, and I want to get him, is if I do Ruben Diaz to um, to Trippier, then I've got I've got Trippier and then Robertson, who was my Trippier placeholder, if you see what I mean. So I've got
1: a lot of money in the in the defence, like an awful lot of money in the defence. Chat saying Pedro Tamoris as well, which I think for my team in a minute, I wouldn't do Pedro Tamoris because I'm not going to play that slot. So I'd rather wait. I think that, you know, you'd always wait if you want to use a player for a double for injuries or anything like that. But in your situation, where potentially you're playing that slot... Maybe making that move early isn't terrible if you look at the fixtures and X-Mins if Brighton have Danny Welbeck back fit, which I don't know about.
0: It is a good... It, honestly, it is a good move. I have I have looked at it. The thing is, I quite like Pedro. I think I'd rather have Trippier than Morris most weeks as well, which, you know, it's been my plan for a while to somehow get Trippier in. So the reason I don't like it also, I guess, just waiting with these doublers, waiting until the last moment can have its benefits, like yeah. you had with, with Wilson, for example. Um instead of you know, people who've gone for Isak early and then couldn't make that decision, then again, the decision is going to be Morris, who's the penalty taker, or to avoid completely. That seems like the, the most likely scenario.
2: I think if I if this was my team, I think I'd make that Pedro de Morris move, personally. But I Would you not
0: point. rather do like Rico Lewis to share, for example? Because obviously, Rico probably has become a problem.
2: I just I don't know how much shares going to get me because
1: also don't forget I'm trying to save my wild card. You Attention. might get you might get Rico Lewis news to be fair, mate. Like if price changes, I'm not sure if price changes. He looks like he there. might drop. Okay, would that affect you though? Because like City oh, three no. o'clock kick off on Saturday and a eleven o'clock deadline has a good chance you learn Rico news. You'll definitely learn if like he's not travelling or something, right? You'll also, know if, he's not if he does start.
0: Rico Lewis away to West Ham against pedro away to man united it feels like pedro is probably the better better option or it's very very close like rico lewis it doesn't seem like one of these slam dunks like it would have been if we played at home to sheffield united yeah i'd have yeah. bitten someone's hand off a way to mean, you you need, you doesn't feel like this, this though, is right?
1: my moment like that is all relying on like a pedro 60 minutes or more yes if, if, if like i told you pedro's bench but i'll give you half an hour off the bench and rico oh. is is starting i think you definitely Easy go rico. I'd yeah. rather
2: play Morris. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think you're probably waiting until Saturday morning. <laughs> if you can swallow any price changes, I think you're waiting until Saturday morning.
0: No, I th- I'm pretty sure I am. Or oh, the other option is just to roll. I mean, I don't think it looks awful.
2: Hmm. Okay. Let's move on to Seb's <laughs> team. So Seb, talk us through your team, uh, how it's looking at the moment and any moves you're thinking about to
1: Sure. So the team is Edison goal. That means Turner's on the bench. I think Edison just edges it, but I'm open to, and Forrest under keeper, didn't they? Obviously a good, a good keeper. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see if Turner's obviously still got those minutes, but that'll be most people's uh, point of interest there, I think. Chuel and Gusto starting at the back. Obviously, I'll learn about Rhys James, which might mean a stupid needs to come in there instead. I have Gabriel starting. Once again, potentially a problem. A little more comfy there with starting the last match with Zinchenko inverting. All that thing we've talked about kind of happened. Of course, I think, you know, if if Arsenal still want to invert from the right or Gabriel isn't the preferred thing, it's certainly not a out-on thing. But I think I can do for a week. Let's hope so. Uh, Rashford, Saka, Fernandes, Foden and Bumo feels comfy enough in midfield. No issues there like the defence. And then Jackson and Haaland up front. Haaland captain because I don't have an alternative. I would be considering like a Son or something if I had. But I don't really think I have any of the interesting alternatives. So I'm probably defaulting to Haaland. The rest of the bench then other than the ones I mentioned is Pedro and Baldock. Baldock won't see any football. Pedro... I guess isn't really an option for me because my problems are in defense. So my one free transfer could be learning that, say, James is back and fit and playing. And so I shouldn't take too much of a risk on both Gusto and Gabriel not playing and only having Estupinan and Baldock to cover. So that could be where my transfer goes. Another option would be Pedro to Morris, just like Rich. But I think in my situation, I'd much rather hold on to it because I'm wildcarding earlier. Uh, so rolling a transfer is valuable to me to, you know, maybe going, going in or all in on seven, whereas Rich won't have as much flexibility with that, but also Rich needs to use that slot. Whereas I don't, even if I'm missing a defender, Pedro can't help me there. So I think that slot is being benched this week anyway, which means Morris can wait at least a week for me.
2: Lovely stuff, and um, worth mentioning. Like I said at the beginning of the stream, no Spurs in any of our teams. The only way mm-hmm. that happens is if I do sure to a doggy. We've got no Son, no Madison. Well, that's why our
0: ranks and arrows are the same color. Yeah, and it's
2: it's one of those things as well where we're you know we're all saying we're not doing it because of the next two fixtures afterwards. So it just feels like we would be doing it this week. Although, if like I said, a doggy. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I feel like I probably will make that move. But I'm not inspired by it, if that makes sense. I'm just kind of doing it because I'm not that thrilled about my, other, <laughs> my third defender at the moment anyway. Um, right, let's look at the community team. So the community team ended up with 71 points, I think it was, this week. Onana and goal, Turner on the bench. Uh, Chilwell, Ruben, Diaz and Henry. Rashford, Matoma, Sterling, Saka, Madison. Watkins and Haaland, Captain. With a stupendous Kabore and Mubama on the bench. Um, yeah, not too bad. They are around nine, nine 970k, I think it was, they told me. So 970k, so they're just above Rich and I, um, and obviously a little bit behind Seb. But I, I think their team's looking okay. There's a little bit they can do. I'm not sure what they're thinking about doing this week, but... Um, yeah, I think it's good. They're, they're keeping it close. So it's not going to be a dead cert that we're all going to be wearing wrestler masks on uh, game week one of next year. But we'll see what happens. But uh, well done, community team. And again, thank you so much, Rank Chaser, for sorting this out every... Week.
0: How are they going to get Morris? Yeah, exactly. They have Mubama. got a Luton
1: defender on the bench, which is nice, isn't it? Um, yeah. So probably Luton to Morris. Yeah, and he's on, on Luton's bench as well. Yeah. <laughs> good point <laughs> well I'm made. Yeah, true.
2: <laughs> Lovely stuff. So, you know, I
1: just, just so, so sorry, just going to call. They've got Henry there. I don't think we've no even looked at right I do quite like the Rico Henry shout
2: yeah not good enough for England though um right <laughs> let's uh have a bit of a q a now then so we've got almost 800 people in the chat so thank you so much for joining us this evening especially considering it's been that international break as well we appreciate having you all back with us uh chuck us in some questions and we will try and answer as many as possible in the next five minutes seven rich are absolute pros at answering them quickly now as well so we will uh, answer as many as possible they both look really surprised i said that then um
0: i'm I really hot you- again
2: I did. Oh, you've always been hot. Uh, right, let's have a look. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. So, Jammer says, uh, should a stupenan be played over a second Chelsea defender? So, for instance, Gusto or Colwill. So, Seb, I'm going to give that one to you because we're both in that situation. Have you been tempted to play a stupenan over Gusto, or if you were me, would you play him over Colwill?
1: So, the question in general, no, I would play two Chelsea defenders over a Stupanan. But then the details are potentially not available Cobble. potentially not available Gusto, but then it's made for you, isn't it? You're playing a stupiler.
2: Yeah. Um, Gianna, Gianna, sorry, yeah, Gianna says, what do I do with Wisser? Rich, what does he do with R-Wisa?
0: Um, Is there a problem with Wissa? I don't think I, so. I think he's six million, isn't he? Hmm.
2: So
0: I, guess, I guess it's one you, I mean, I guess Brentford haven't got the easiest fixture this week, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure I know what the chat was say. they say, Get, moving, moving Get to Morris. Morris. <laughs> moving to Morris. But I wouldn't have a problem with holding Whistler a couple more weeks and yeah, then brilliant. getting Morris. Um, I've got
2: both, as uh, Nuisance says, I've got both Son and Madison. Which one would you captain against Sheffield United considering they don't play a high line, Seb?
1: Son, but you are relying on, I guess, some central involvement there. Madison maybe feels a little bit safer. Hmm. But yeah, I think Son if you've got...
0: Did uh, we even F- mention F- captaincy when we were doing our teams? Because we have no spares. We just all captain Harland all and brushed Harland. over yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was saying like, so for me, I would put, I would put Salah and Son, assuming minutes up front for Son ahead of Haaland this week, which is quite a rare thing. If you've got them, I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice opportunity to differentiate yourself. Because I'm forced into Haaland because I don't have those options. I'd even be tempted by Madison. I think that's a lot closer because Son probably has penalties, right? I'd be a- tempted by Madison over Harland. But if you don't have Holland. any of them, I think you are going in Holland.
0: Do you not remember all our Salah captaincies last year?
1: I remember it doing really well for my <laughs> XG rank. Man. That's all I care about. Made up ranks.
2: Uh, FPL Marshall says, hit the like button, guys. Yes, please do. 700 people in there. Make sure you oh, hit the like you. button. Um, do, 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 where has it gone? Uh, Terrific Tech says, what are your thoughts on Gavardio, Rich?
0: Sorry, I was reading the comment about Morris. Say it again.
2: Uh, should I st- uh, what do I do with Gavardio?
0: Uh, keep. He played tonight, didn't he? Or played this afternoon. Did he? Yeah, he did. And I think Ake's injured, although it doesn't Ake... look it serious
1: back, I think I saw on Twitter. Oh, okay. Mm.
0: I, I would I would keep for now. Um but again it depends on your team, doesn't it? It depends on your bench. If you've got like a situation like Seb, maybe you're I mean not to single you out there, Seb, but you know what I mean, as in <laughs> you're you're worried about Gusto or all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Fair. It really does depend. Yeah.
2: Um Mahomi, I'll answer this one if that's okay boys, uh, it says, if Ho- if Hoyland scores in game week five, do I bring him in the next game week? I'm not going to lie, Hoyland would have to do so much to go above some of those strikers that I'm looking at, if that makes sense. Because of all those fixture swings and everything, I just can't see me getting Hoyland unless he starts to look that real goal threat for United. The only thing I will say is the fixtures do look nice, that we've just seen them. They, they They do have nice fixtures, but... I, 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 th- I just feel like you would have to do so much to get into my team. And with Archer there and with Haaland there, I feel like there's only one position for striker. So to be that one striker, I feel like you would have Morris. to do an awful lot. And Morris, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, front three locked in, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, da, 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 let's have a look. Uh, Paul Catnip says, is it time to bring in Isak? What do you think, Seb?
1: Uh, No, it's probably not time to bring in Isak. We've talked about Newcastle. I've talked about double or triple defence. Obviously, that means their strikers are options too. And Isak certainly looks to be ahead of Wilson at the moment and is a very, very good footballer. But I think mostly for the reasons you just mentioned, at least now, hold on a few weeks, because you've got Haaland, you've got, Jackson maybe you've got Alvarez you've got then potentially the cheaper options and you've got Jar Pedro or an archer which is more about just enabling and then Morris it's probably once that period passes right yeah. so about seven eight nine something like that that we're thinking Newcastle players and we're thinking a striker
2: yeah uh, and last one uh, for you Rich Kieran says I have no spurs should I be going all out to get Madison or do I keep Martinelli I'm assuming that isn't for a hit but he says all out so I'm not sure
0: it's Interesting seeing one about Madison instead of instead of Son because I feel like we've not talked about I him very you can't much.
2: Can't get up to Son.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Arsenal. have got Everton. So no. Hmm. I know we, we all sound really low on on Tottenham. I don't think we are. I just think it's the scenario and the players available. So I um, would stick all... with Martinelli, even though I sold him for Sterling.
2: If it was last week, it's completely different. I feel like with Spurs, I feel like it's like we're two nice fixtures coming up. Burnley and Sheffield United, yeah, we kind of get that. But with one nice fixture, it's, it's how you grade those fixtures as well, Arsenal and Liverpool, isn't it? Like, we the upside isn't there like it was against Burnley and Sheffield United, for instance. So we're just kind of playing the fixtures a bit and just saying, probably not the time to bring him in now. But three weeks' time, yeah, definitely go for it.
1: I think it depends on how much you value that free transfer at, which might then depend on when you're wildcarding. Yeah. I think Madison, What? call it like say expect about seven points this week which as we discussed earlier is a bit low but blah 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 you know call call it about seven points martinelli probably more like four or five so i think both have a decent chance of returning i think there could be a couple of points on average to gain with that transfer so it's more just about how much you value the transfer over the move itself
2: yeah no i agree uh, right, lovely stuff. Uh, chat, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, like I said, we had almost had about 800 people here uh, at one point, which was great for an international break one. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Rich, hope you enjoyed yourself this evening.
0: I did. Um, I, the chat has really, I, I don't always have time to read it and it's all about Carlton Morris or sort of Harry and that in there. It's got me thinking, but I mean, I've been pretty set on I'm going to do a defender transfer. Yeah.
2: You're not one for I want Trippier.
0: I want Trippier, but let's see what happens. you should do a goalkeeper transfer rich. I mean, no, it's too it's too early for that.
2: <laughs> uh, and Seb, thank you so much for joining us this, this evening. I hope you enjoyed yourself as well.
1: Thank you. I did. Thank you very very much. I hope you did. Yeah, yeah I, I hope everyone who watched and listened and and, and yeah. read, if that's a thing, did yeah. as well.
2: It's been lovely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. Like I said, everything that came up on the screen is from the Scout members area, so make sure you uh, sign up and give it a go if you haven't already. Uh, there's some honestly some fast- fantastic stuff in there once you get delving. Uh, and thank you so much. Make sure you uh, like the stream, make sure you subscribe, and tell your friends because I'm sure they'd like it as well. Uh, we'll see you again next week uh, when hopefully we have seen a few more green arrows on the screen. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.